everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Event Tech Talk Show. It is the first day of registration opening for Event Tech Live London. So by the time that you're either watching this episode back or listening to it, um, you should be able to register for the event in November. I encourage you to join us. We have over 100 sessions of content from panel discussions, solo sessions, roundtable discussions. There's so much free education and content to get yourself involved in across the 16th and 17th of November at London Excel. I really do encourage you and obviously a plethora of event technology solutions to help you both with your virtual events, your hybrid events, and your in-person experience from engagement technologies to experiential technologies to the latest in registration, badging, lead scanning, and all of the other great technologies that help us deliver amazing in-person engagement events. So if you're not already registered, go to eventtechlive.com, click on the registration button, and off you go. Joining me today are two very special people from a company called Beams. Now, Beams was a platform founded in 2020 they would be what I would be classed as a pure play virtual events platform. But what's really interesting about Beams is that they were born from professionals with experience as an event. So they have been in the events industry. They actually bring 10 years experience to Beams. Um, and I think that's translating into what they are offering as a platform for the events industry. So yes, joining me today is Nadia, Head of Marketing, and Hi. Yana, one of the co-founders at Beans. Hello. Thank you very much for joining me today, both of you. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Will we see you at Event Tech Live? Are you going to register and come along yourselves? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we will apply, yeah. <laughs> I'm holding you to that, holding yeah. you to that. Um, so before we get started, um, I guess, Jan, I'm going to come to you. Why, why launch a virtual event platform? What, what was it that you were trying to solve um, for the industry? Um, okay. Uh, I would just like to maybe uh, say a couple of words about the, what you were saying, that uh, we have uh, an event experience for a long time. Um, when I thought about it, um, it's like event is all my life because uh, I started doing events, I would call it doing events, uh, even when I was at school because uh, I started from some exhibitions from my friends. Uh, okay. Then I was in uh, um, like university, uh, doing all the uh, events for my group, joining to any trips or etc. It's also very complicated. You might might know, um, but of course, if I talk about uh, work experience, uh, I started mm -hmm. from. I joined a big IT company, uh, which was uh, doing some seminars for um, the clients. And um, we started a big open event, um, like a conference, industry conference. Um, and uh, we have grown it from 200 people to 3,050. Um, wow. So it was like a really huge experience. It was uh, a classical offline event, <laughs> as now we say 
but um, we have uh, tried a lot of um, side events like for industries, different industries such as food tech or um, banking sphere, many more. Um, so, of course, when uh, 2020 started for all the event organizers, it was the same for us. Um, mm -hmm. We were planning um, one event that we would like to um, organize a lot. It was an event for entrepreneurs um, in a format that was new for us in festival. Um, so we've made a virtual festival <laughs> because um, we still thought that um, from one, the one hand, we really wanted to make the event. It was ready. Um, we didn't just, well, couldn't uh, make it in a uh, physical venue, but still. Um, and we thought that entrepreneurs of uh, um, all, all the world needs support. So that was the, one of the reasons to make events, of course. So um, actually this is when Beam started because uh, we, uh, we really wanted to make a venue ourselves and to just try to do something um, with our minds. <laughs> so we had a format that um, we enjoyed, our yeah. participants enjoyed, there, um, all, all, there was such, such a, you know, like uh, you can say that a virtual event is not um, engaging and not, um, doesn't make a close relationship between people. That wasn't the same for us. Um, that that's the point when uh, we thought that it's in, it's an interesting um, thing to change maybe the opinion even it was like the start but um, that's what we are working on now <laughs> and Nadia did you have experience in the events industry did you also come from events as well no I'm absolutely not from events uh, I'm uh, working as a marketer for five years and uh, previous I worked close to marketing but uh, for uh, previous five years marketing in different fields and actually I'm not focusing on the certain fields since for me uh, the most important uh, thing is um, to have uh, a product I'm proud of uh, to promote because uh, I think uh, I should uh, like the product that I suggest to the other people. And, uh, um, and the other thing is a team. Uh, when you uh, work with uh, professionals who have a very good idea, uh, of course, I want to help them. Uh, because I'm I'm actually not a big person with big ideas, unfortunately. So I'm looking for people with big ideas and try to help. Well, I think it's really interesting there for you, Nadia, is you're coming into an industry that this technology is very new to. So even some of the companies that have been around for, you know, many years, a decade or more, 
um, with their skills of understanding the market and you're coming into almost trying to market and um, showcase the benefits of virtual in an extremely new kind of vertical for the industry. Um, so I think that's really interesting you coming in at a time when I guess the the, level, the playing field actually was quite level in, in 2021 and 2020 because I don't think anybody really worked out how to market a virtual events platform to to an industry that was so, that's the word, um, so baked into in-person. It was so new to them and so so alien to them. I guess one of my next questions for you both is, how are you finding it as a as that pure play virtual event platform at the moment? There's you know there's lots of headlines around um, the desire or the rush for people to come back to in person events. There's lots of conversations with um, in the industry around um, do they have budgets to be able to do both in person and virtual? What's that blend of hybrid? Does that hybrid format work for that organizer and that type of um, that type of business and and even and even some if not many organizers saying that they don't think they need technology or virtual event platforms as part of their delivery mechanism to engage with their audiences and things like that so if you don't mind me asking like how are you finding it as a company at this moment in time trying to encourage people to to deliver virtual events I'll let either of you answer that one yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I would uh, stick to what you said about um, the new market uh, and the new new thing for event organizers. Of course, I can say like an event organizer with different conferences. Um, it wasn't easy to uh, for the vendors to start a conversation with our team because. Um, when an organizer has um, a small team and mm. there is a lot of things to do, a lot of plans just to uh, find the right speakers, to um, make everything, to make the participants happy. And uh, so there are a lot of emails and messages try our platform, try our mobile version for networking, etc. And uh, of course, we've tried um, a lot of instruments. And uh, I can say that, and I see it from a lot of talks with industry professionals, that um, event tech is really difficult for event organizers because um is just uh you 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 know that it's needed and you know that you are always um you have to change your event it's like i said um the participants are the kings and queens so they must be happy to for your event to be successful um and you just know that um event tech is your body with this but still um you need to have a certain um uh team like uh inside your whole team to work th with this tech you need to um 
to work with a lot of content to uh, understand how how you could uh, manage this uh, easily. But um, what we see in the market is um, it's just um, what what the client think, and it's difficult for now to break this. Um, I wouldn't say illusion, but still, um, I know that a lot of companies are trying to make it easy, but um, what an organizers just look at it and say, okay, there is too many platforms, too many vendors, too many things. I just just closing from this. And of course, I, I, could, I can uh, easily know how it, how it looks like. Um, uh, maybe I've uh, just went out from the question. <laughs> no, no, that's. I think you make a really good point there, Yada. You know, you you are right. There's there's lots of buyers, okay, lots of buyers of this technology that they they've they've bought the technology. I'm I'm very open about this. This is my opinion, and, and I probably make a lot of enemies from it. But virtual events were thrust upon people that weren't at the point where they were either interested or invested or even understand what virtual was as part of an event program, as part of an event delivery mechanism. So therefore, it was always going to be a difficult time for them because nobody wants to do something they're not ready or prepared for. Mm -hmm. Imagine tomorrow you got told that you had to climb Mount Everest. It would be the worst thing on the planet. It's not that you couldn't do it. It's not that you weren't capable of doing it. It was just you are not prepared to do it. You were not in the right mindset to do it. So there was always going to be resistance there. And people like like comfort and status quo. So, you know, and and, and in-person events are amazing. They are fantastic. They... They bring people together. They do offer things that virtual events cannot replicate and I don't think will ever replicate at this moment in time Um, because I, you know, I like to have beers with many friends and shots and things like that in person and they can't replicate those just yet. Um, But it's, you're right about what you were saying. The the feedback that we're getting most at the moment is from the buyer perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily from the attendees. And I think a sign of a sign of that is um, I don't know whether you've heard of a company called Cineworld. They are a big um, cinema chain, so they play yeah. movies in big theaters and things like that. They operate in something like twenty-seven countries, so they're quite a large, large business. And they've been so affected by a pe- people's changing behavior of no mm-hmm. longer going to the cinema but choosing to stream that content at home or in other ways, that the news now is that they are about to close because they cannot their business mm-hmm. model no longer exists as it was before in the way that it did before. Now, I'm not saying, again, that this, that, that analogy there or that, that example there, should I say, is what's going to happen to events because I think people go to events for, for other things and the technology of getting movies and things into, into people's homes is much easier. But I think what we have to understand as an industry is forget the fact that we're calling it virtual. It's about an event design that allows people who want to choose to remotely interact with that content, watch that content, listen to that content and interact with other people in a digital world, which is nothing new. 
absolutely nothing new. People do it all the time online, in chat rooms, in social hubs, on, on computer games. That's that's nothing new. This is a format that I do believe people want. Not in replace of in-person, but another different choice, another way of consuming content. And I think that's the thing that everybody's not on on mass has not necessarily generally wrapped their head around it. The other part of the problem, I think, is how to make money from it. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the industry is most struggling with. Because I will tell you this, if everybody, if everybody was making millions of dollars from it, nobody would have a problem with it, would they? It just wouldn't exist. The people would not have a problem with virtual events because it would be making them lots of money. And that's what everybody is in the industry for. They, they, they run businesses, right? So I think that's my opinion on, on kind of, but you are absolutely right. We're not necessarily hearing the feedback from the attendee en masse of everybody that, everybody that really does enjoy that way of engaging with content. Um, let's talk a little yeah, bit about... Yeah, totally agree with you. Sorry, Anna, you were saying? Totally agree with you uh, because um, it's like the change of the behavior of the attendees. And um, uh, that's the point when organizers uh, go back to in-person from the most, uh, because uh, they see that the attendees get frustrated with uh, the kind of events they are organizing now. But um, it's on the one hand, they're uh, just, we are really easy with, with the format. And on the other hand, uh, organizers try to put a lot of Thanks to uh, their virtual venues, just too much. <laughs> yep. So this is the point. Uh, no, no, actually, what about yourself? Yeah, actually, I uh, I can't say that I disagree, but uh, my opinion is kind of different since, uh, of course, I also hear that everybody says all people are going to, back to in-person events. But actually, people are not going back. They they are in the internet uh, um, always. And uh, in fact, uh, almost all people I talk to uh, when I'm working, uh, they are from the event industry and not only uh, from this field. Uh, I see only uh, people who calling me from home so everybody mm. works from home and everybody does everything from home <laughs> so uh in fact uh i i think that a lot of people are ready for uh for participating in online events and uh, moreover they are ready to pay for them since we are paying for uh, online cinemas, for example, for uh, music, for m- many things. Uh, so I, I, I think that it's kind of psychological thing when you do something, but you don't realize uh, then that you do it. Uh, so maybe we, maybe it's a question of time, and that's it. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I think I think you're right. It's a psychological barrier at this moment in time. And yeah. what strikes me interestingly is that most events, most, have some form of educational component to them, right? So whether that's a trade show, whether it's a internal comms event, whether it's a corporate event, you know, we, we love to use education and knowledge sharing and the ability to learn as part of the value of attending our events, right? The online learning space is growing at an exponential rate, both from a, you know, a self um, educational process. That's where like me, you, Nadia, you, Yana, we take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves on something. And it could be something as, you know, something like, how to play guitar all the way up to a PhD and a doctorate, right? We, we have access to that online and it's much more convenient. But yet the education that we provide through virtual events isn't as valuable for some reason. Oh, that, that seems to be the opinion of the, the industries giving mm-hmm. virtual events are not as valuable in that format. And maybe some events aren't great when it comes to their education. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem is the actual content, not not the actual format, right? Um, But for me, there's a stark contrast when you start to look and you start to research other industries that embrace, you know, meetings through things like Zoom and Microsoft meetings, or Microsoft Teams, sorry, and other team collaboration platforms are up both on small scales and, and large scales. So big, you know, town halls, big, big kick sales, kickoffs, lots. They're all through the roof. Because like you said, Nadia, people are now working from home. So they need those technologies to bring those people together. Mm-hmm. There's also never been as much money, both personally and as a business invested into online learning. You know, I've just seen a, I've just seen a course today being launched that's $700 for a seat. And they seem to be doing well. So what's the difference there? Why why are the virtual events all of a sudden no longer work or not working versus everybody who's clearly willing to use technology to meet people online when it's convenient, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the like you said, it's the it's the psychological barrier, it's the change in behavior of what what is a virtual event and how are we framing it and what do we expect? Because it's not gonna be it's not gonna replace the beers in the bar after the session. It's it's not. Of course, but it can, but it, but it can be a, an amazing, sustainable, accessible solution for people who want to engage with content or other pe- other like-minded people in a in a virtual social sphere. That's my opinion, at least. Anyway, it's like you say, uh, organizers just need to work uh, for about the values of the events. So mm. For now, to monetize the event, you just need to find. A special value um, different from in-person format. It's really a different kind of format. But um, what is just just another point for the industry to um, to find the right solutions in inside the values for for their customers. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about. So, sorry, guys. Go for uh, it, another. Can I just? Give me just a second. I have no some problems with the connection and need no to. Uh, yeah, just. Just make a note.
Yeah, uh, is it okay? I just uh, got a delay in in your words, and uh, uh, so I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> but well, I, I can I can hear I can hear and see you fine, Nadia. There was no disruption in yeah. connection here. Okay. Can you can you okay. see and hear us now? Okay. Uh, I have I still have um, a little delay, but okay, it's okay. Okay, all right. Um, I'll make an edit of it. We can we can take it out. It's it's no problem. So between twenty three and forty five minutes, I just make a note for my for my editor. Um, okay. I think um, for this next part, I'm going to ask you more about the platform and the tools and technology that are offered. And we can talk a little bit about what beams what beams offer. Okay, one second. So. Let's talk a little bit about Beams as the platform um, and what you have brought to the market in terms of the tools and the technology on offer for your customers and your users to, to, to launch virtual events. Like, what, what can somebody do on the Beams platform? Jana, let's go. <laughs> I think Nadia wanted to, to answer this question. Okay, Nadia, you can, go, you can answer this one. Okay, I would say, uh, of course, we name as a virtual event platform uh, because we need uh, people to understand uh, the product. But actually, it's a kind of different approach to the events, uh, to the virtual events. Um, we call it one window approach. Uh, and uh, it's... Uh, kind of uh, different experience for participants and it's based on uh, not only copying uh, offline experience we we uh, we think that it's uh, wrong to just take uh, offline event and make it uh, online uh, we consider online experience of people how people uh, behave online uh, how statistics uh, uh, of websites, of people behavior online work. And um, we uh, applied to the virtual events uh, that people can make on the platform. So uh, one window approach, it means that um, instead of uh, coming to the event and having lots of options, lots of rooms uh, where the participant can go, uh, we have only one window, uh, so the participant log in and stay there. And uh, uh, participants don't need uh, even click somewhere. Uh, the organizer is uh, leading the attendee to uh, to uh, wherever uh, wherever the organizer wants and. Um, uh, People can, of course, they can um, understand the program, they can uh, participate in discussions in the chat and so on and see the speakers and uh, uh, sponsors and so on. But uh, the, main, uh, uh, the main section is all, always open and uh, the attendee always... Uh, at the place uh, where all attendees are, so you can't you can't be lost 
anywhere. You can't be uh, like it's often uh, happen. Uh, you log in into uh, empty networking room yeah. and you, you don't want you don't uh, know what to do. So uh, at Beams, uh, organizer can do uh, the event in the way that uh, uh, where when he's uh, caring about the participant and uh, um, uh, understand uh, in advance what should be done and uh, which experience the participant should have after the event. I really like that. I really like that idea of having a very curated and white glove approach to the experience for the attendee. I've, I've seen it myself that, that sometimes attendees can be overwhelmed with where they're supposed to be and mm -hmm. when they're supposed to be there and maybe get lost or distracted within the platform, especially because most of the time, you know, one virtual event they'll have been to will be using a different platform to the next virtual event, right? So it's not a it's not an experience where, let's say, Facebook or, or Twitter or, or something like LinkedIn, the more times you come back, the more you get familiar with the environment. Mm -hmm. you? You, can, you can start to figure out how to navigate around that. With virtual event platforms, it's probably different every time. So I really like the idea of being able to curate. This is, this is reminiscent to me of corporates providing iPads to attendees for the experience of on-site so that for for the presentations and things like that so that they don't get distracted with their own devices and their own emails and social media when looking at a screen right so it's similar to that experience right it's very curated and i think there's some other amazing examples of how this works really well in 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 the real world like when you go on a when you maybe book a a, a tour of a city that you've not been to or before you want a curated experience right you want to be yeah brought around and taken to all the fantastic sights and sounds and it'd be, it'd be delivered for you. And, and the same, I guess, with if you go to a restaurant and you maybe opt one of their tasting menus, so you, there's not a choice there. It's delivered to you and curated to you because that chef or that restaurant has decided that that is the best way and the best experience to give its participants, its, its, its restaurateurs and stuff. So... I really like that. I take it that would be. I take it that would be very popular with kind of corporates and brands and things like that for for their for their types of events. Is that what you're experiencing? Yes, and uh, I would like to just add that uh, it you can um, look at it as everything is brought to the attendees on a plate. It's like mm. making. Um, Maybe like a show because um, there, uh, when organizer um, combines the, his scenario, uh, working on different parts, so he's like making a show actually for the attendees. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, um, it's uh, really good for example for marketing events when their engagement of the participants is really important from the start to the end uh, when the team can work with all the participants as their future leads maybe so they must um, uh, work 
and deal with the participants from the start and engage and um, think about how to um, make their uh, content very valuable and still till the very end to uh, make their attendees happy. <laughs> so yes, that's the kind of client we are working with. Amazing, amazing. What do you, what do you think the future looks like for for virtual events? How are you discussing what the future might look like as a as a company that are is delivering hundreds, if not thousands, of events a year for for other customers? It's a really good question because um, for me, maybe um, it's a really interesting industry to work with because. I've uh, I've been like from the other sides of the of the event, working with it and being like I always say um, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now working on the different parts, making their event organizers happy, and like we talked today, the industry is really changing and there is still a lot really lot to um to think about it to work um how to make the values better uh how to work with uh attendees who are um working from home who like to uh connect with digital experiences who don't want to travel a lot I myself, I like virtual events, attending virtual events, because um, it is a value of time for me. Uh, So the future is really just, I I would say, interesting, because um, there are a lot of industries that uh, are going and driving to digital and virtual format. So we really hope that... um, we, Beams, will be uh, close to event organizers on this way and will help them um, change their formats and uh, to make the SDs happy and so their events successful. I can, yeah, I can add that, uh, of course, everybody says that uh, the quality of virtual events uh, should raise. And also, I think that um, they can become uh, more Mm science-based. It it means that we have actually a lot of information that we can use for uh, improve them. Uh, like, for example, uh, we have uh, uh, in web development, we have UX uh, uh, design and we can um, also uh, think um, like the organizer should uh, think in advance uh, what the participant will do. And uh, and um, actually, every software uh, is uh, based on it. We don't uh, we don't just get uh, all the options from I don't know Apple and uh, set everything in our iPhone. We we get uh, 
prepared uh, pass for us and uh, we get like uh, the the best version of what I can do with this scene. And uh, I believe that uh, we we can get uh, the same in the events. And also uh, we have uh, different fields like events ecology that we can also use. It's a very interesting thing. Uh, um, which I I would advise uh, to uh, to learn uh, everybody uh, since uh, we can understand uh, people behavior and use it um, in advance for more engagement for everything we dream of when organizing the events uh, and also we uh, in online we have uh, such a great uh, tool as statistics and uh, data collection and uh, if you have uh, um, regular events you can um, collect the data and understand uh, what uh, participants are interested in most of all and you can then uh, use it for your future events so i would say more science should uh, come to the events i agree my own opinion, I think virtual events will be a great tool for event discovery. I think there are lots of events out there that individuals just would not be able to dedicate the time to go to in person. And, and maybe virtual offers them a way to truly connect with other attendees there, find value, and then encourage them to go for following years. I think there's also something that we... Um, forget about in an industry where not everybody can always attend an event every single year. Um, they may have been a, a very good attendee for maybe multiple years, three, four years in a row, but work schedules, life commitments, things like that means that they can't attend for one particular year. I think virtual offers them a way to still keep connected with their friends and their colleagues and keep educated and keep connected to the event without feeling disconnected or that they've missed out. I think from a publisher's point of view, from an event organizer's point of view, it gives me ability to be creative um, uh, and more risky in the sense that I can maybe produce an event with an idea that I have without having to worry so much about the the bottom line revenue of the event because of the venue costs and the catering costs. Maybe it's a very new idea or a new part of the industry or a new sector that I want to kind of support. But to be able to produce an event in person would just be such a big commitment that I wouldn't be able to uh, maybe get everybody else in the business to, to be behind it or it would be risky from a financial perspective. And I think the other thing that I think virtual events will do is it will be a feeder for in-person, right? Anybody who has a successful virtual event will want the opportunity to bring those attendees together in person. And no doubt will those attendees will want to meet in person, correct? Like we see this all the time in the, in the gaming community, like people connect and meet online through games and then ultimately they meet at in-person events, whether that be Comic-Cons or gaming conventions or other things, right? And that's all feeding into in-person. So I think they're, a, they're an event delivery platform. They're a, they're a design element. I think 
as an industry, it was going to take some time for us to be a little bit more understanding as where they fit into our business model and how our, how our attendees want to interact with them. But I don't see it have to be a choice. I think they are just like venues are a choice. You know, there's many different types of venue out there, depending on what type of event you want to put on, correct? And I think virtual event platforms like yours offer really, really good options to deliver amazing online events uh, in many different ways. Um, where can people find out more about Beams? I guess that's the, that's my final question. Where can people go to reach out to either yourselves or check out Beams or maybe get a demo or you know I, I, this is not a this is not a sponsored podcast by the way. Anybody that's listening at this point, this is just. I think you I think you've got a really good platform, and I think one of the hardest parts of anybody coming across new technology is finding out where it is right and and on where to go to look for it. So. Where can they find out more about uh, Beams or where can they connect up with you both? Yeah, of course, uh, the best option is to come to one of our events. Uh, and uh, actually, we are going to um, to make regular events uh, soon where we will, will talk about uh, the event industry and also show the platform in action. And uh, it's the best way because uh, the technology works uh, um, in such way that uh, you can you can see and understand it uh, uh, in action the best. Uh, uh, but also we write a lot uh, in our blog and uh, social nets, and you can subscribe and uh, see the news. And of course, uh, you can come and see demo from our uh, perfect uh, sales team. <laughs> and of course, we are very open to just talk with people uh, and uh, uh, just share their their technology details and get uh, and uh, yes, get feedback and advices and what people think about the technology and uh, uh, the options they would be happy to see in the platform because uh, we are constantly developing and uh, looking for uh, what people need. Um, so uh, everybody can uh, add me or Jana uh, on LinkedIn and just follow and see you what updates we have. Amazing, thank you very much, Nadia. Nadia, Jana, thank you very much for joining me. Thank to you. anybody that's listening or watching back, um, please go and check these guys out. Beams.pro is the event website. They are both on LinkedIn, both active. Um, they recently had one of my team on to help them judge one of their tech pitch events, which was very exciting. Thank you very much for inviting us along to that. Um, if you did like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anything like that. That really just helped with Discovery. And thank you again, and we'll see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.